Hello everyone, future Anthony here. Happy New Year, happy 2020. This episode that you're about to hear is an episode that Steven and I recorded a couple of months ago as just a total test run, see how the perfect movie thing went. We never actually thought people would hear it. It's a little different. It's super fun though. And we say random stuff about Disney Plus that we know nothing about. And we end up talking about Home Alone for a while, which we just talked about for two hours. But we thought it would be fun since it's New Year's. This movie totally takes place around New Year's um, to release it. Our first rom-com. And uh, we hope you guys enjoy it. Happy New Year again and happy listening. Most romantic comedies, whether released in the chick flick heyday of the 80s or the streaming age of the 2010s, follow a similar plot structure. Meet cute, happy together, obstacles arise, crisis leading to choice, and resolution. But in the mid-90s, award-winning writer and director Nora Ephron decided to play with that format and take on a challenge. Would audiences go to the theater to watch a love story where the two leads never met? Set on opposite coasts and starring two of the period's most bankable movie stars, the film is to romantic comedies what M. Night Shyamalan's Unbreakable is to superhero movies, all origin story. And spoiler alert, audiences came. It remains the second highest grossing rom-com of all time. We're the two gomers, we're talking sleepless in Seattle, and you're listening to Perfect Movie. Welcome, everybody, to Perfect Movie, a podcast about two regular guys who went from couch to marathon, and now they're making their way back to the couch again. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, joined, as always, by my friend Steven, all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. How's it going? I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah, me too, dude. I'm excited about our movie today. This is a great movie. It's probably not like the most exciting movie, but for mm-hmm. some reason I feel so excited to talk about it. Yeah. No action scenes, just uh, <laughs> mellow, but man, I'm pumped to talk about it. Yeah, me too. Okay, so at the opening, so yeah. first of all, I love your cold opens always. Thank you. Uh, just, uh, you said meet cute, and yeah. I've never heard that before. You've never heard meet cute? Nope. Okay. Um, and th- that's probably because I just don't, I, well, I don't know why it is. I just had never heard of it before. In context, could you figure out what it is? Yep. Totally. Okay. Made sense. So I, I think it's, I mean, I don't think it's new, mm-hmm. but it used to like when I, when I first wrote that um, intro and I was thinking about the structure of a rom-com, the first thing yeah. I had was boy meets girl. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, it's not always boy meets girl. Right, mm-hmm. that seems a little gendered. So, <laughs> so then I thought meet cute is a better thing, and I actually think meet cute has taken over that idea in a movie. Got it. And so Got I, it. I was actually thinking about like where it came from when uh-huh. I was writing that thing, and Roger Ebert popularized it, or had a part really? in popularizing it in his reviews. Um, huh. I don't remember which. I can I can try to look it up again, but in one of his That's reviews, um, 
he wrote that it was the classic Hollywood meet cute. Um, Got it. And so I, I when, whenever I think about it, I think about like not an actual movie. I don't know why I think about this, but it's like somebody drops something at a grocery store. A guy does. And then uh-huh. a girl drops something also. Or they go down to uh-huh. pick it up together and they bonk heads. And then they yep. look at each other and the music swells and there's your meet cute. Or as in the movie we're about to talk about. Yeah. Uh, the uh, So Annie... Uh-huh. And Walter both order the same sandwich, just with different <laughs> bread on it. Right? Okay, that's per- that's a perfect example of a meat cute. Yeah. Okay, so that's a meat cute. <laughs> yep. I'm already gonna start with a plot hole, because he what what is he? He's allergic to everything. He's allergic to wheat. Yeah. So why he doesn't is he order wheat a, bread yeah. because he's uh-huh. allergic to that, right? In that story she tells. Yeah. Yes. But he gets white bread, so like that's got. <laughs> Plenty of like people that I know that are like gluten intolerant, they wouldn't eat that either. You're right. So. Okay, th- throw this out. It's not a perfect movie after Shoot. all. <laughs> We're uh, already messed up. Um, okay, dude. So, meet cute. I love it when you introduce new phrases Sweet. to me. Okay. Um, you're just more in the know of stuff. Um, I wanted to open this up with just, I wanted to read just mm-hmm. a tiny bit about something that Ebert said about this movie. Roger well, speaking Ebert. Speaking of Ebert, yeah. I wonder how mm-hmm. often he's going to come up. Inventor Rip. of Meat Cute. Yep. Um, okay, so it, I, I liked this little, the opening to his review, which he gave three stars. Okay. Um, but out he, of how many? It, it, how many stars does he do it out four. of? Four. Okay, got it. I believe it's out of four. Got it. Um, if it's out of ten, that's not good. No. But if it's out of four, that's great. That's good. <laughs> See, that's the now kind it's of five. cutting edge insight you're gonna get from the two goers right if we do math really well um okay so and and he he just places it beautifully in the 90s with a little bit of cyber action Okay. okay so if love at first sight is a reality then in this information age there should also be the possibility of love at first cyber contact (laughs) <laughs> Wait, why why is he talking about that in this movie instead of in I, um you've got mail yeah. i i totally he, he maybe he goes back to it but this is from his review 1993 yeah he says when people meet via computers or personal ads or phone in radio shows <laughs> oh i see when their first sight of right when their first sight of each other is through a communications medium uh-huh. so that's where he's getting it i got it uh isn't it still possible that some essential chemistry is communicated that the light in an eye can somehow be implied even over thousands of miles? That's the hope explored in Nora Ephron's Sleepless in Seattle, an unapologetically romantic movie about two people who fall in love from opposite sides of the continent through the medium of a radio program. Wow. Okay. Interesting. So it was pre-internet dating, right? Right. Pre-farmersonly.com. And, and other dating <laughs> sites, um, right? I mean, twenty years before that, uh huh. Well, fifteen years, let's say, before that kind of thing. Sure. Um, yeah. And his his thing is like, can people fall in love without ever meeting? Which is like Nora Ephron's thing, right? This was the yes stunt yes. or whatever that she's trying to pull in this movie. Which, spoiler alert, we think works great. Yes. Um, right. But you're right. That puts it right in the time of 93, yeah. which is like yeah. cyber everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it, it's actually interesting. Uh, yeah, just that, that he talks about it then. 
like how quickly technology is move was moving then and is still moving. Yeah. Um, because yeah, he's gonna eat those words when he reviews You've Got Mail and was like, Oh shoot, this is like really cyber. Right. <laughs> Super cyber. <laughs> totally. Okay, um, let me just read uh, one sentence from Siskel, just to get okay. both sides here. He just mm-hmm. said he disapproved of director Nora Ephron's use of songs as romantic signposts instead uh, of simply dramatizing this relationship on screen. Okay, I can't wait to talk about that later because I had a question Good. for you about that. Whether whether you, as the music person, felt that right. same way as well. Because this one has like... <laughs> 12 needle drops right like there's so yeah. many times where you, you, sometimes you even think a score is swelling yeah but it's not it's a song right and yeah I, okay we will talk okay, about we score got, yeah, and got, song okay. later uh for sure because i have thoughts on that yep uh, definitely um you want to set up what the heck perfect movie <laughs> okay is yeah doing. sure because we were even talking before we started recording this is early on right Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. in the podcast life. But even if it wasn't, we're thinking that people are going to drop in at all mm-hmm. sorts of times in the, right? I mean, people are going to be like, hey, I love Groundhog Day. I'm yeah. going to listen to that one. Um, uh-huh. So this is how it works. Our movie today that we are positing is a perfect movie mm-hmm. is Sleepless in Seattle. The way this is going to work is when we get into our main section after we hear the movie trailer, um, each of us brings in evidence to the table. Mm. This perfect yep. movie, we're going to put it on trial. Um, okay. We we already believe it's a perfect movie, right? <laughs> right. Um, and so right. there will be episodes when we don't, which I when we uh-huh. don't agree on that, when one of yeah. us will bring one in, and we'll have to figure out how that works. But for now, we're just right. doing ones at the beginning here that we both think are perfect. We're going to each bring in... Uh, Two items mm-hmm. from the movie to put into evidence. Okay. We're going to talk about Exhibit those. Exhibit A. Right, exactly. It's like Pee-wee in the basement, right? And Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Remember right. that when he does all those <laughs> totally. exhibits? Um, yeah. I think he has like 40 or 50 of them by the time. We're just going to do two each, so that's four. Um, yep. We, we get uh, two items to put into evidence, and then uh, the listeners are actually going to give us feedback about what they think. So the listeners act as judge, jury, and maybe executioner. Um, our goal is to curate mm-hmm. a list of yeah. perfect movies and to release mm-hmm. that into the world to make the world a better place. Wow. We were talking about earlier uh, when um, we are uh, uh, Bill and Ted in right? the future. Um, right, the they whole... arrive. They arrive in their um, their phone booth. They they exit the phone booth yep. and they see. Yep. There's everyone like dressed YouTube. like triangles. <laughs> yeah, like like they got dressed at. Um, oh shoot! What's what was that? Uh, from from the from the catalog in the in the airplane. Um, oh, Sky, Sky Mall. Mall. Yep. Like all clothes from Sky Mall. Uh, <laughs> Futuristic and move the movie industry has changed. Netflix right. has changed because of Perfect Movie podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, this list will be curated at that point. Yeah, they all have podcast mics instead of electric right. guitars, yeah. and the, the, the time is divided. Right. Pre Perfect yeah. Movie and Post Perfect <laughs> Movie <laughs> because the world has this list now. <laughs> they know exactly what to watch and that they will be fully entertained. Um, right. Okay, that's awesome. I'm unbelievably stoked about that and it will be fun for when sure. 
the evidence is me saying something that I loved about a movie and then you're being like, nope. Like <laughs> or vice versa. 90% of Hook <laughs> and it's a perfect movie. <laughs> I, I still maintain that the first 20 minutes of that movie are perfect. Uh-huh. But you're gonna, you're, it's gonna be an uphill battle for you. To, yeah, that that, to that will me. be a major uphill battle. Yeah. Um, okay, so dude, as we head into the the the, what we're gonna do is the the VH box descript. Right. Right. Yep. This is our way to do a quick synopsis. Right. Just in yep. case people haven't seen the movie, or well, if they haven't seen it for a long time, maybe I don't know. It places you. Mm-hmm. It places you in the movie. I feel like playing a clip. You're just like okay. Like as soon as you hear Tom Hanks' voice. Yep. Uh, it's just like okay. I know it's either Toy Story. <laughs> the or burbs. The burb. Yeah. Okay. So actually, that didn't help. But you hear the lines from the movie. Yeah. And you're happy. Right away. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. And so instead of writing our own synopsis. Um, mm-hmm. we're going, we, we decided a good way to do this is to f- find the VHS box description and use that as mm-hmm. our synopsis. So we're going to do that. Um, so should I do that now? Yeah. I just wanted to play this for you. Great. Okay. Yep. Mm. Mm. Just. It's just like when you hear that music, yep. right? You're like. I've got two hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, like when that symbol swells. Well, that's that's TriStar, right? Is it the horse mm-hmm. is galloping toward the screen? Is that TriStar? That's TriStar. So okay, yeah. When when I okay, so Aaron and I just watched this, right? You know, on 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 Friday night we had like a date night. Uh huh. Great time. When that music started, goosebumps. You know, you yep. know what I mean. I do. And it's the beginning of Rudy. Okay, all right. Which, that makes a lot me, of sense. Is about is like tops, yeah. <laughs> especially in the fall. And now that it's fall in Atlanta, I'm like, I need to see Rudy as soon as possible. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. So I'm trying to think if I, I I don't know that I have a specific movie that I related to, but I mean, I lo- I love that sound. Mm-hmm. I love that horse galloping. It might be Short Circuit. Oh baby, I need to look that one up. So, anyways, let's hear the VH Box D script. Okay, now I am almost 100% sure I owned this VHS, or my family did. Okay. Um, yep. And so. Well, Julie for sure did. Yeah, I mean, she is a right? total Tom Hanks completist, yes. maybe. I wonder if she's seen every movie, but very into Tom Hanks, especially mm-hmm. in her high school and college years. So, I well, am sure we had yeah. this video cassette at our house uh-huh and part of that is just seeing this image which i found online of the back of the yep. vhs is just mm. already doing something to me okay so here's what the synopsis yep. on the vhs copy of 1993's sleepless in seattle okay. tom hanks stars as sam baldwin a widowed father who thanks to the wiles of his worried son <laughs> becomes a reluctant guest on a radio call-in show He's an instant hit with thousands of female listeners who deluge his Seattle home with letters of comfort. Meanwhile, inspired in equal parts by Sam's story and by classic Hollywood romance, writer Annie Reed, Meg Ryan, becomes convinced that it's her destiny to meet Sam. 
there are just two problems, and he's engaged to someone else, and oh, Sam doesn't no. know yet that they're made for each other. Mm. So there you go. Wow. Pretty good synopsis. Okay. I like That's that one. That's good. And also, the middle part, radio show, Yep. lots of letters, that kind of made me think of the two gomers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> why lots of letters because we got feedback yeah so now we're in full-on cyberspace <laughs> cyber contact cyber bromance <laughs> right well and so like oh yeah meet <laughs> See, meet cute. cute could also that could also be shawshank redemption red and andy dufresne exactly so i think meet right? cute could be I mean, one was our meet cute. See you at the poll. Now oh, we man. met cute before then. <laughs> okay, this is this is new grounds right here. <laughs> I can't remember when our meet cute was. We'll have to put some thought into that. Okay, I'm also I'm a slightly uncomfortable about that. Comfortable about <laughs> not me. I, I, not I love it. I, th- I think it yep. explains well. If we could figure out when our meet cute was, I think it would explain our relationship a little bit more. See you at the poll, which was a prayer vigil, not some sort of <laughs> reference to like adult uh, places right. that you would go. See you right. at the poll. <laughs> some, yeah, some strip bar called See You at the Poll. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. That's horrid and actually pretty funny. Um, okay. So, one thing we're going to do before we play yeah. the movie trailer and mm-hmm. the VHS, VHS box D script is we have. Our first section, which is called the Gomer One Sheet. Right. Right? Now um, you put I a lot. You put, yeah, do the jingle. Okay. All right. Here we go. Hey, man. How's it going? I put together a report for you, uh, but I, I made sure it was in your own handwriting. Uh, it's called Gomer One Sheet about the movie you're about to love. Okay. Yeah. So you, you told me you were going to put together this Gomer, this one sheet about the movie. Gomer one sheet. That's pretty mm-hmm. genius, dude. You're Gomer one. Okay. Um, which oh, is great. Gomer one. <laughs> well, didn't you didn't think about oh, That's the first thing I thought when I saw it on the top. <laughs> it says Gomer one, the numeral, sheet. Yes. And so I thought that's what you meant. And it that also works so as a one sheet. Funny. Okay. Because that was Siri. I talked it in there. Oh, nice. So you told me I'm going to put together this one sheet, mm-hmm. the Gomer one sheet. I was like, great. Yep. You send me this yep. screenshot. Mm-hmm. JPEG <laughs> of just um your it looks, like, it looks like the the ramblings of a madman. <laughs> there are we should there screenshot are, that and put it on good the idea. Page. Yes, so there are like things typed like little headers, but then it's your handwriting, which I think it's pretty endearing, and I can read it. Okay. Um, oh, good, but. Uh, it's great. Like, this is all the info I could possibly want about Sleepless in Seattle. Great. Um, yeah, so I don't know if you want to read through some of the facts and stuff you found yeah, out for about sure. this movie. All right. Movie was released June 25th, 1993, just to put us uh, exactly in cyberspace where we were then. Yeah, three weeks after Jurassic Park. Can you believe that, mm. dude? Like... There is so much here, <laughs> I can't even start. Like, because now I want to talk about my first time to Jurassic Park. And okay, so this is going to be a real that. challenge for us, I think, oh, to not yeah, for uh, sure. to 
everything we say has a story behind it. And mm-hmm. so uh, I, I'm wondering how this podcast is even going to work, dude, where we're going to nope. be able to. <laughs> it's already working. It's okay. already super fun. Okay. Budget, $21 million. Right. Um, which in today's dollar. No, just kidding. I have no idea. Most of that probably went to Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, I'm assuming. You're right. That would be probably half the budget was for the two main star. Meh. Maybe $3 million. Also, that CGI special effect at the end of... Um... <laughs> Mm. The Empire State Building with the heart mm. on it. Yeah. <laughs> They're pouring cash into that. See, that's a precursor to sleep. Uh, 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 you've, you've got, got mail. mail. Yeah. That dumb digital version of New York, which I love, but it's like made in like whatever that program was, Dyna Perspective or something that we used to mess around with. My, um, yeah. Microsoft Paint, it looks like. Yeah, totally. You can make something better on your phone. Now, um, it grossed, as you said in the opening, second highest grossing rom-com of all time. Yeah. $227 million. That's insane. Um, yeah. I-, I saw that it was the fifth highest grossing movie of the year. Hmm. Um, wow. Th- th- that does not happen anymore, right? Right. Like, a romantic comedy being in the top ten would be right. incredible. You're so, totally right. And yeah. when we get to woulda, coulda, shoulda casting... Yeah. I think Tom Hanks is firing on all cylinders. I agree. As is Meg Ryan. And like, yeah, so we'll get to that in woulda, coulda, shoulda. Yep. Um, okay. Academy Awards nominated for two. Um, best Original Screenplay and Song mm-hmm. lost to The Piano and Philadelphia, respectively. I love that uh, it was nominated for Screenplay. Yep. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I, I mean, we'll talk about it more. I think it's a great... The, the one of the main things that makes it perfect is its screenplay, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. The writing is so incredible, and so yep. to be recognized like that, even a nomination, is pretty sweet. Oh, yep. the piano, the piano! How could you steal it from our precious Sleepless in Seattle? <laughs> Dang it! I think I have that on VHS. Really? Uh, wait, who starred in that? I I don't think I've ever seen the piano. Okay, I might. I'm thinking of the pianist. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sorry. And I have that on DVD. I don't know if I and know that it. movie either. Okay. That's the dude that like kissed Halle Berry at the Academy Awards or whatever. Oh, yeah, sure. I can't think of his name now. The okay. Piano, I think, has a young... I've got to look this up. The Piano okay. was like... The big deal was that it had a very young person nominated yes. for... Um, uh, and one. Best she actress, won. I think. Yeah. Yep. Um, here, while you're looking that up, I'm just yep. going to real quick mention some of the other movies released around it, and then we're going to get to the trailer. Okay. Uh, Hot Shots Part Deux. Mm-hmm. Cliffhanger. Okay. Oh, wow. Robin Hood, Men in Tights. I just remember that one being super funny that summer. I feel like I've seen a lot of... I saw a lot of these in the theater. Oh, yeah. Last Action Hero, Dennis the Menace, Super Mario Brothers. I saw Dennis the Menace in the theater. I know I did. That's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. That kind of is because you were like a sophomore in high school, dude. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> did you, maybe you brought Paula or something. No, I don't think I did. I think I just saw it. Okay. Well, we love movies and it had that Walter Matthau dude. Oh, that's right. Walter Matthau like, was Mr. Wilson, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So like worth it. Yep. Um, And The Fugitive Ooh. was that summer. 
it's going to be hard for me not to reveal which one, which when we just name a movie, whether or not it's on our mm. list. Mm. Well, we kind of talked about Hook already. Um, and then also three weeks before, like we said, Jurassic Park. Yeah, that's true. And uh, hmm. I can tell you right now, Fugitive's on my list. Like, I think that's fun. There's a little bit of mystery to the list that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that we've th- These are movies that we think are perfect that we're going to bring to the podcast. Um, right. There are a lot. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple hundred, I think, um, yeah. now on the list. But yeah, I think it's fun to reveal some of those and keep people guessing for others. Mm-hmm. So who's the pianist or the piano? The the star? girl that the girl that was nominated was Anna Paquin, and she was very young. Okay. I think probably like ten. Okay. Um, she was also in Fly Away Home around that time. Did you ever see Fly Away Home? Didn't I Where saw they... the boy who could fly? Oh, the boy who could fly! <laughs> I haven't thought about that movie for twenty five years. <laughs> 30 years probably yeah fly away home was like they teach ducks to fly by flying around an airplane i don't know if you've ever seen that she was rogue in x-men anna paquin really um but that was kind of her breakout role i don't know why i remember that i've never seen the piano though so i don't know i haven't either winning winning an academy award though that's kind of a good breakout i think she Um, was nominated i don't think she won oh she didn't oh sorry about that i I don't Um, actually know We'll see. It was better than the breakout that we had while these movies were coming out. <laughs> you mean zit-wise? Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Peak Tom Hanks and peak zit in 1993. Yeah, I, I think we're going to get to that when you uh, talk about the first time you saw this. Oh, yeah. With a, with a, spe- with a meat cute. Oh, yeah. The opposite um, of a meat cute. Okay. The end, end cute. <laughs> break cute i don't know break. we'll talk about there it <laughs> yeah awesome all right well should we head into perfect movie on trial so we can present our evidence so pumped dude all right let's do it if you've just tuned in we're talking to sleepless in seattle you called a radio station christmas eve he phones in one of those radio call-in shows he tells them that his dad needs a new wife. And the shrinkette practically forces the guy onto the phone and says, Tell me, what was so special about your wife? Well, Dr. Marshall feels I think it was like magic. magic. Sleepless in Seattle? That's what she called him on the show because he can't sleep. And now 2,000 women want his number. Dear Sleepless in Seattle, you're the most attractive man I ever laid ears on. The guy could be a crackhead. Actually, he sounded nice. You know it's easier to be killed by a terrorist than it is to get married over the age of 40. That's not true. That statistic is not true. That's right. It's not true. But it feels true. Sandy has a girlfriend, Glenda. She's a weightlifter. It's not like her neck is bigger than her head. No, 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 no. I'm not asking you to set me up. What about Walter? Walter and I are engaged. (laughs) Today, I consider myself the luckiest man, 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 on the face of the earth. The Lou Gehrig life. Lou Gehrig life. When's the last time you were out there? Uh, Jimmy Carter, 1978. Things are a little different now. I am having all of these fantasies about some man I have never even met who lives in Seattle. It rains nine months of the year in Seattle. I know! Tiramisu. What is tiramisu? You'll see. Some woman is going to want me to do it to her, and I'm not going to know what it is. You'll love it. What if I never meet him? What if this man is my destiny and I never meet him? Your destiny can be your doom. I want to meet you. Dad, 
Read this, read this. Where is Seattle? Right. Where's Baltimore? That's right there. Look, one, two, three, four, but there's like 26 states. But what I really don't want to do is end up always wondering what might have happened and knowing I could have done something. Is this crazy? That's what I'm trying to tell you. What women are looking for. Packs in a cute bun. This is the one I like. There is no way that we are going on a plane to meet some woman who could be a crazy, sick lunatic. Didn't you see Fatal Attraction? I mean, you, can't, you can't even turn on the news nowadays without hearing about how some babe thought some guy's butt was cute. So how's my butt? Not bad. Really? Yeah. Is it cute, though? You're grading on a curve? Bailiff present before us today's movie <laughs> i'll do that and then you say sleepless in seattle <laughs> okay, okay that's good that's good okay bailiff will you present today's movie sleepless in seattle <laughs> <laughs> i like that pause there okay here we are um we're still we're still tr- we're still working out the kinks right we're trying to figure out yep. what this is and how this works um yep. but just to remind people what's going to happen now both me and Anthony think this is a perfect movie. Yep. There's no surprise there. But we don't think we can just say it, and that's that. We also don't want to right. just ramble about the movie for an hour. You right. can find that elsewhere. But here we want to um, have a, a structure where we each yep. bring forward two items mm-hmm. into evidence about why we believe this is the perfect movie. And then we have a way for you, listener, to agree or disagree with us on social media Mm -hmm. after that. Then we'll probably come around in a couple episodes and tell people the results of Sleepless in Seattle. That's awesome. Uh, And we haven't discussed these beforehand. Right. That's that's important to know. We want to be surprised. Not not surprised. Oh, wait. Now I can't see you, brother. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, this is another kink we're working out. We see each other now. Yeah, we've changed the way we're recording so that we're doing video Yep. And it's actually really fun. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's going to change the tone a little bit because I can actually see you. I feel like this is more of a conversation. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, we recorded 11 years of two gomers run for their lives. Yeah. Blind. Right. Without seeing right. each other. So this, just, I, I just wonder listening. too. Yeah. Um, okay. One note about the trailer and then I want to hear exhibit A from okay. you, Stephen. Great. I just figured out why it made $227 million. Okay. Um, is because that trailer is amazing. <laughs> I'd go to that movie. Aaron and I actually watched it before we watched the movie Friday night. Okay, yeah. And we were crying laughing. <laughs> but here's the number one reason why, is that they used the score from Big. I know. I the noticed trailer. that. Amazing. Mm. So genius. If you loved Big, yeah. that music, you're, you're like, you, maybe you can't place it. Right. But you're like, Tom Hanks... I remember loving this movie. I'm going to that. That's a great insight. You're totally right. It's just like how we're using the same guitar bumpers between our sections. So yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's I like just like that. So where's our 227 mil? <laughs> it's coming somehow. Okay, good. Wow. Awesome. Um, okay. You ready for this? Yep. Sleepless in Seattle is a perfect movie. Exhibit A. The Apple. The first item I'm bringing to the table is the apple, not the big apple. Okay. <laughs> Even though I love New York. Oh, New York in this movie. Come on. But yeah. Um, 
there's this part. There's this. Mm-hmm. My, I think the the best scene of the movie. Ah. Which is, mm-hmm. um, Jonah wakes up in the middle of the night. Yep. Yep. Screams for his mom, which mm. already you're feeling that knot, right? Mm. In Gosh, in yeah. your chest. Um, Tom Hanks runs in. Jonah's had a bad dream about, I think, the house sinking, right? I think that's his bad dream, yeah. that water's coming yep. in. Um, mm-hmm. And he says this thing. Oh, here come the waterworks already, dude. I, like <laughs> Where he's beginning to forget her, his mom. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, and the story that his dad chooses to tell him in that moment is not, she was great. She cared for you a lot. She always loved you. Right. He chooses to tell him that she could peel an apple in one long strip. Right. Yes. (laughs) Which is just this amazing piece of writing, I think, which is not. I will I will comfort him by t- reminding him how much she loves you, but instead mm-hmm. I will tell you a detail about her mm-hmm. that's incredible, so that you'll re- you'll be able to retain some of this information. Yeah. Rewind twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, Meg Ryan, what's her name? Annie. Movie? Annie. Is listening to him on the radio, peeling an apple. Mm-hmm. In one long strip. <laughs> so for me, I think it's just, it just, there's all sorts of stuff wrapped into it because it's, it's kind of this image that sticks out in my mind. Not only mm-hmm. him telling his son this detail, which is great. Sam telling Jonah yeah. this detail, which it's great writing, but also yeah. this, this whole theme in the movie, which is like, is fate real? Right. Mm-hmm. Is magic real? Yeah. Um, right. Are people connected in these ways? Um, and I don't. I don't think I remembered. You wouldn't pick up on that the first time you watch it. Sure. Yep. Because her peeling the apple is before he says that. Right. And so maybe her peeling the apple afterwards would have been like that feels forced. But the fact that right that on. comes before yep. in the movie is just mm-hmm. like. I mean, I throw my hands up like. <laughs> you can't do any better than that, right? So good, yeah, yeah. And that's one of those ones that you catch the second time around or the third time around because, like the like the emotion in her face when mm-hmm. she's listening. Yeah, remember she had gotten up. Mm-hmm. Walter is sleeping with all those Kleenexes all over the place. Yep. And she wakes up. She can't sleep. So now she's sleepless. Mm-hmm. Goes down, peels an apple. Yeah. But the the thing is, the first time you watch it, you're just staring at her face right you don't notice the apple part Uh yeah yeah because it's great acting yeah definitely uh and okay so i I have one little like detail about that that i just wanted to ask so she does it almost perfect now this this is kind of like a little too detailed (laughs) but she like she does it but she like it breaks right at the end Uh uh-huh do you remember that yes so like i wonder First of all, like if like they had to do many takes for that, I wonder too. Like, I was wondering just kind of like as a performer, you know, like I, I don't know. Lately, I've been like thinking about like because now that we're like really looking deeply into movies, thinking about them as performers, and mm-hmm. like they actually physically had to act the scene out. 
like I, I love it when people in movies do something that's difficult. Yeah, and you know they had to train for this, right? This is not a skill right. they probably had, unless it was, which would be great, right? Meg Ryan is able to do this, and so they write it into the movie. That would be yeah. cool. But my assumption is that it was part of the script, and she had to learn that skill. Yeah. Which hmm. is cool. And she doesn't quite get it perfect. You're right. But there's, I don't know, I still think it's just such a cool connection. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I was just thinking the 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 acting was so good, but mm-hmm. like maybe she didn't get the end of the apple, and it's like, but the editor was like, that was the one. Yeah, I, I dude, I love that idea that she came and was like, hey Nora, I have this random skill <laughs> yeah. where I can cut up an apple <laughs> in one sitting, yeah. you know, like in one long piece. Um, okay, so that that makes me think too of one of my favorite lines when he's talking about. Uh, Maggie to the radio lady mm-hmm. he just says she made everything beautiful and like dude I'm even choking up saying that line because yeah. like you are immediately I'm I'm thinking about Aaron mm-hmm. you know I'm like that's what she does yeah that's what she does in our family mm-hmm. um, and imagining well so we'll get we'll get to exhibit B and then I'll, I'll have to go into this a little further. Yeah. Um, but but that line that blows me up every single time. Yeah. I I think I think another thing this, the apple. The reason why I'm putting the apple on the table is because that mm-hmm. it does remind me of this scene with him and Jonah, when mm-hmm. he's had that bad dream where they really. I I think you could be worrying in the movie like will they, how are they going to treat grief. Hmm. Right. Is this just a. Yep. Um, silly movie and they're never actually going to dig deep and um, it doesn't necessarily dig deep but I think it's a pretty it's a really nice scene where they don't gloss over how devastated both of those guys Mm. are absolutely right on because a less well written movie Mm -hmm. would have dealt with the grief in the first five minutes Yep, or maybe even just brush it over and then the whole movie would have a happy tone or it's just a very depressing movie the whole way. Mm. Like the sure. like the balance there is something I've always yep. really liked about Sleepless in Seattle. That um, there yep. are very kind of heart wrenching scenes. That scene, and then um, another one <laughs> that maybe we'll talk about later, <laughs> yeah. where yeah. it's just like, um, and even the opening shot where they're yep. uh, at the funeral. It starts at the funeral. Um, mm-hmm. and Sam is obviously devastated and, and has to move away yeah. from the city. The grief and the death, the death of Maggie are given, I think, a really fair amount of screen time in the movie. And also yep. the movie's light and frothy and, and easy to watch. So it's, so that's my first evidence. My first exhibit is the apple. Um, okay. So that kind of plays with mine. Okay. Mine kind of plays into that. So exhibit B from me. The depth of character and pain in Tom Hanks' character. Okay. So I love um, that it's deeper than just uh, meet cute. Okay. Yeah. Um, is that there is loss and there is is um like when his sister is mm-hmm. like, well, you'll meet somebody new. Yeah. And like we played in the very top, like lightning doesn't strike twice uh-huh. or this kind of thing doesn't happen twice. Right. I already had it great. 
and so it's, it's like it's almost like people are pushing him towards um you know the future and he's like i i can't i can't do that right now like i can't i can't be there like i hurt too much okay yeah the way that they so easily set it up with that first opening shot yep i mean dude you're choking up from the first mm-hmm. note of this movie yeah with chicago in the background and then when he says um we need to we need something new we need to move away from here because around every corner i see maggie yep everything reminds me of maggie we need a clean start mhm um and uh so so it's just the depth of his character from the from the downbeat yeah from the first scene yeah um is what makes it so deep and rich to me yeah i mean you were you were saying before tom hanks in this era yep right like this is his peak and so mm. he's like immediately recognizable trustworthy yep. and so i i yep. think that that helps right you're coming in already liking this guy yeah and that's never ended right i mean even present day tom hanks adds yeah. <laughs> something of like immediate trust and knowledge of the character into the movie um but then that he would come in so hurt hmm. like I don't, I don't remember the moment i saw this first this movie the first time i think it was in the theater yeah um okay but uh i do think rewatching it you you just he's he's bringing in so much trust already that you're like i'm i'm okay with going to these places with him hurt wise yeah but how is yeah. this movie going to be funny how is this movie right. going to be light? You don't understand right. that, I don't think, right away. Yep. If somebody just plopped you into the movie seat and you started there, mm-hmm. um, with the exception of probably the trailers beforehand, yeah, are probably all for comedies <laughs> or right. rom-coms. Yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> yep. So skip all those, and uh-huh. you're like, you see the first scene, you're like, oh my gosh, this is a sad and depressing movie. Why did you bring me to this? Yeah. Yep. Um. So, I don't remember the first time I saw this movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Except on the bus on the way to New York. Yes. As a high school trip. Yep. But my first, like, real memory of this movie, other than it kind of just being a background, yeah, you might see it as reruns or whatever, mm-hmm. was, and I, te- I, t- I texted you. Yeah. It was Christmas. Uh-huh. And Aaron, we had Lily, who was one. Uh, they were upstairs sleeping, and it was, so they were not sleepless. Um, maybe Lily was and, sleepless. <laughs> yeah, right. And I was sleepless down yeah. on the couch. Right. Um, and I watched that, and that scene when uh, Maggie actually, co- you know, is kind of like in a dream. Right. She comes, she sits says, on the couch with him. Mm, can I have half your beer? Yep. Again, a little oh. detail that just is so mm. much says so much more than any other exposition. Right. Like that she like, always drank me, half yeah. of his beer. Yeah. Ooh, mm. that's good. That's so good. Yeah. Um and then he says, I miss you so much it hurts. Uh-huh. And we like bromantically texted. <laughs> I was like, dude, I haven't seen Sleepless since yet in a long time long time. Yeah. And I'm balling over here. Yeah. And is that because you're thinking about what that would be like for you or Yeah. Okay. That's what it is. Is like um and and I think it would most people that are watching the movie probably have gone through some sort of loss, but not that deep of a loss. Yeah. 
we all have loss in our lives for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but that deep of a one, um, you know, like having lost a spouse right. or a best friend is mm-hmm. going to be a lot smaller. And so more what we're relating to is like, imagine that happening. Yeah. And what I would be feeling like on Christmas, because because that, sh- that shot is at Christmas. Right. Oh, I forgot about that. Right after he said, like, she made everything beautiful. Uh-huh. I had it perfect for once. No, I think it's New Year's. I is think, it New Year's? I well, think... there's Christmas lights. Okay, got it. You're right. It's New Year's. You're right. It is New Year's. So, so there's something even sadder about that scene to me, mm. like that half-played Monopoly game on their coffee table. Jonah falls asleep. Wow. And so yeah. he is like, wake up. And he's like, Ugh. like the, their first New Year's together. And then he just goes mm-hmm. back down. Can't sleep. Sleepless. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she, Maggie, comes and sits on the couch with him. Oh, man. It's, that's what I'm talking about. Like, they're able to kind of give you tastes of the depths of his hurt and his pain. Yeah. Um, yeah. And... In, in any other writer's hands, that would become either flippant or too much. Too, yeah, too, like, like too depressing. They, that, so that's, that's my exhibit B, is the depth of his character and his backstory. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, it's like got another ingredient. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, it's not just chocolate, you know? <laughs> It's like dark chocolate with hazelnut in it or almond, you know, like, you know, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Like there's something that it's, it's not like when you're like, man, this is really good. What is that thing that makes it better than, you know, just a Hershey bar? Yeah. Just another, just all the other romantic comedies that yep. are in the eighties and the nineties. Um, yep. Yeah. Okay. Before I do my exhibit C, mm-hmm. you, you, you've triggered something in me about that okay. bus. <laughs> okay so i do think i saw this movie in the theater 1993 was a huge summer for me mm-hmm. movie wise mm-hmm. working at yeah. mcdonald's so i'm making money for the first time <laughs> you gotta that money is burning a hole in your pocket that three dollars <laughs> and 50 cents an hour i was making really well plus a free meal if i worked what? eight hours <laughs> <laughs> always get number one and never get anything else Big Mac. Meal. Oh my gosh. We're doing no fast food right now, right? Yeah. That sounds so good. <laughs> a number one with a Coke. I always was like, well, should I get quarter pound? No, I can't. I can't waste can't. my free meal. I got to get me a yeah. Big Mac. Okay. So making right. money hand over fist. Yep. Yep. And going to a lot of movies with like, I mean, 93. No, I didn't have my driver's license yet, but I had friends who had driver's licenses, and so we would go to movies. So I'm Got pretty it. sure I went um, in the theater. Like we said, my sister probably bought the VHS, so I'd watched it a lot. Then we're yep. in the tour bus going to New York, right? So this is the Verona Area High School <laughs> tour choir, which we're in it, and also I brought my bassoon. <laughs> For some reason, like, we would do choir concerts at high schools. Why right. would anybody come to those? About three quarters of the way through, Anthony would play a bassoon solo <laughs> in a choir concert. Um, okay, so we are headed out. I, I think that the movies that we chose to watch on the bus, this is my guess, had New York mm. in them. 
Okay. And so there Sleeps you go. in Seattle came up. Yep. We're watching it. I'm dating a girl. I will leave her nameless. Sure. Good idea. She watches the scene between uh, Annie and her mom trying on the dress. Okay. Yep. And they have this conversation where it's like, well, they're talking about when her mom met her dad and they just experienced that magic, right? And mm-hmm. Annie's very confused Mad. by that. And then mm-hmm. the rest of the movie is about, like, does that even work, right? Does that even exist? Right. Right. Yep. So my girlfriend and I are on the... I don't even know if we were sitting together on the bus. You and I were probably sitting next to each other for all I know. <laughs> Watching Sleepless in Seattle. You're a junior and I'm a senior in high school. Um, we get there. This is the beginning of... How, how long were we there, do you think? Ten days? Yeah, pretty long time. I think. She dumps me. The first mm. night of the trip. On Be- the way to the trip. Right. Because of that scene. <sighs> Because she's like, you Dang. know, we're watching Sleep in Seattle. We don't have that magic. I need to find somebody with that oh. magic. And so oh. the rest of that trip, dude, is just me. You know, when you're here mm-hmm. in your high school, it's just, you're just it's just a thick haze of hormones, right? Yeah. You're, yeah, yeah. I, I was sad. Mm-hmm. And so I actually hated Sleepless in Seattle for a long time because of that. Ah, yeah. Um. And then when my life got better and <laughs> right. I was able to get over that, I loved it again. Yeah, so I didn't know that that uh, the beginning of that, because I had a girlfriend on that trip also. Yeah. That like, kind of liked me. Sure. Like, I, I don't really know. A girlfriend I mean, that like, kind of liked me. <laughs> right. Which is amazing because Aaron, my wife, was also on that trip. Right. Uh, and we had youth group on that trip, dude. Oh, right. Um, we had like a which, little youth group meeting. Yeah. Like like Alex, Pastor uh-huh. Alex, <laughs> Stephen. Like we did worship. We did a message and like, invi- like invited all our friends. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the reason that I mentioned that is like that was actually a very important time in Aaron's spiritual development. Wow. As a freshman in high school was the choir trip outreach, like worship night Crazy. all all i remember about that trip honestly is being so sad Dang. that she dumped me and mm-hmm. like now we're like it's not like we have any space between us it's yeah, yeah. just all right. um and then you know i would come back and say no we have that magic like it's there like uh, no, it's there. <laughs> oh man how embarrassing but mm-hmm. yeah that's that's a big part of my history with this movie is because i Got it. Didn't watch it for a while. And then I came sure. back to it as a, I don't know, as an adult. And I was like, yeah. oh man, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> right. Why was I away from it for so long? Hmm. Where have you been all my life? Yeah. Since that one time. Um. Wow. Okay. So yeah, I remember it being on there and we were roommates too. Yeah, that's true. It was me, you, Krause, and Alex. Man, those were the days. Those were the days. And I'm sure you guys were very comforting to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, somehow you and I would always have deep conversations. Yeah. And Krause would just be like, dude, just like find another girl. <laughs> you know, like. Just dye your hair whatever. blonde, which I think I did on right. that trip also. <laughs> yeah. And your dad got super I'm mad just, at me because we weren't supposed oh, to dye man. our hair on those trips. <laughs> we were just supposed to be 
playing bassoon concertos. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. okay. So that's that's some deep. That's deep, right? There. Okay. All right. Um, let's do Exhibit C. My second Great. piece of evidence. Exhibit mm-hmm. C. Great. Is the final scene hmm. of the movie. Okay. Um, so I want to present that movie. I want to present that scene to you as as evidence because of this kind of stunt that we've been talking about, right? Like they don't meet. They see each other twice, mm-hmm. right? Earlier yep. in the movie, once at he sees her at the airport, and he's like, "Who is that?" and follows her and loses mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Then they see each other when she almost gets hit by the car. She's stalking him, yep. right? They see each other. Yep. They say mm-hmm. hi. Oh, no, they say hello. But they don't meet. And so I still hold right. to this, that they do not meet until the last, what do you think, two minutes? Yep. Maybe I three think, minutes right, of They the have movie. two minutes of screen time together. I, I read that somewhere. Okay, interesting. So the last two minutes, I think the stunt pays off. Hmm. And I think at the end of the movie, you're left thinking, how did they do it? Yep. How, how did they actually um, pull this thing together where it's a romantic comedy where they don't meet? Um, and at the end, you totally buy it. You The yep. way that the chemistry that those two have yeah. is like through the roof. Yeah, totally. There's this like, I think Meg Ryan should have been nominated for something. Maybe she did some sort of comedy <laughs> award or something. But yeah, just the way she is like at some points in those two minutes laughing about the absurdity of what's going on here mm-hmm. and then catches him looking at her. And then I think for the last 60 seconds, they cannot look away. Uh huh. They're walking yeah. to the elevator. Jonah's looking up at them. And yeah. They just they glance so so that they don't fall down, but otherwise they're just looking at each other. And you're like, right. how are they pulling this off? Yeah, what could yeah. otherwise have been a very creepy situation, which is I yeah. think another reason why this is a perfect movie. The conceit is a little <laughs> creepy. She's stalking him right. after the movie. They just right. met. Um, she hires a private investigator. <laughs> right, exactly. There's all sorts of. She dumps her fiance. Mm. Before, yeah, okay, yeah, like before she meets him, yeah, like that's kind of amazing. Yep. That the I, see, I almost don't think that would happen in a movie today because, like, basically our culture now is hedge all bets. Yep. Don't tell Walter. Go Mm-mm. see if it works out. Yep. That's pretty ballsy, right? Is Meg Ryan just easy to break up with? This happens in, um, <laughs> you've got mail too. Like her breakup with. Greg Kinnear mm, is like right. so easy. I don't know. Anyways, that's, this, that's, when, when she breaks up with Walter, yeah. he's just kind of like, okay. They take he does the, the thing. Yeah. They take that element yeah. of like, he's he'll be mad about this completely out of the picture so that they can focus right. on Tom Hanks instead. <laughs> but right. I that's feel sorry well for him. <laughs> I know. See, see, Bill Pullman is awesome in this movie. I agree. Um, like so good yep. and so stinking likable. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does have allergies though. You get out of right. here. Oh, allergies. Oh, gross. <laughs> yeah. And I love it when she, um, 
calls him. She's like, he is an amazing athlete. I thought that was an awesome I, I, line. I had like, to rewind that yeah. <laughs> when I watched it yesterday. Did she say he's also an amazing athlete? Yeah. <laughs> you never see like, him doing anything athletic. <laughs> right. That was the only mention, which I thought was amazing. Like, it just, you know, it's like, okay, he's got all these problems, but he's an amazing athlete. Like, I, I've never heard that before. That's so weird that you mentioned it, because I had to rewind it to hear I think she said athlete. Um, <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah, yeah. so I, I think that there's this, uh, the way it all comes together is amazing. I also was thinking mm-hmm. yesterday when I was watching it, them not meeting until the end mm-hmm. gives two hours to develop mm-hmm. their relationships with other people, Ooh, which I love. That's good. So wow. because they don't meet till the end, the whole movie isn't about like, Oh, like I was saying in the cold open. Okay, now here's the crisis part. Now will we break up or get back together? All that stuff doesn't right. happen. Um, mm-hmm. And so you get these rich side characters. Rosie O'Donnell's character, who I think is amazing. Yep. Um, so funny. Rob Reiner's character, who probably only oh has gosh. five minutes of screen time, but makes mm-hmm. enough of an impact that he's in most of the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, Maybe they were like, Rob Reiner's also in this movie. <laughs> exactly. Like, more reason to come to it. Yep. Um, Rita Wilson, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yep. Jonah's friend Jessica so gets a lot funny. of screen time. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just don't think that would have been possible in a two-hour meeting if you're, yeah, all you're right the time on. is being taken up by their relationship. And so pushing yep. it to the very end and not even seeing it <laughs> at all <laughs> right. is just like amazing. Because it uh-huh. gives so much space for other cool things that you don't see in fleshed out in that way. Um, yeah. And you don't have to even think about how complicated this relationship is actually going to be. They flesh it all out with their friends. Like like Rosie O'Donnell's character uh-huh. um, is like basically like helping her along. Right. Um, helping her know that she's not... Like, like when she says... Um, is this crazy? Like, am I crazy? Like, they're on the phone. Yeah. So this is when, <laughs> this is when me and you are, <laughs> Mick Ryan and Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we're like Tom Hanks and. Um... No, that's who we. That is who we are. Let's. <laughs> we are sort we are. of like that, but I actually think we're yeah. more like Meg Ryan and Rosie oh, O'Donnell. No. Oh no. <laughs> you. Oh man. That's what we were like when I watched this movie. Yes. On our text. Yep. You're right on. But she says, is this crazy? Mm-hmm. And then and then Rosie, I, I can't remember her name in the movie. Uh, it's in our it's in our one sheet. Let's see. Rosie O'Donnell is Becky. Oh, right. Becky. I don't even know if her name's ever even. I in. know. I wouldn't have been able um, to pull that. Yeah. But um, she's like, it's not crazy. And that's the crazy part. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, Rosie O'Donnell. Just let me say this about Rosie O'Donnell. Um, in three years in a row in top 10 movies hmm. 92, wow. 93, and 94 do you know what they are? so 93 was okay. Sleepless in Seattle 92 is the year before okay League of Their Own okay that's right okay the one in 95 94. is harder sorry 94 is harder you might need a hint 94 no idea okay it has dinosaurs in it does that help? Oh, okay. Yes, you know. Okay, uh, uh, give me the name. I'm uh, Flintstones. Right. 
Okay, yes. I saw her as... You know, I'm glad that you said that because I was like, man, she looks like like a character she played in like a kid's movie. Yeah. You something. mean in Sleep in Seattle she looks like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. She looks just like She it. looks like Wilma or whoever she was. Yeah. <laughs> um, totally. Uh, no, she wasn't Wilma. Who's the other one? Barney and... Is it also Betty? Becky? I don't know. I don't I'll have know. to look that up. But yeah, so actually Rosie O'Donnell is a more bankable star than Meg Ryan hmm. in this era because she's putting out top 10 movies every year. Yeah. Um, wow. But she is a genius in this movie. I just want to say I think that's my favorite performance in the movie. Um, Rosie O'Donnell? Yeah. Her, okay, like the story she tells with her reactions. Uh-huh. So like... I, a movie, a quote that Aaron and I quote from this movie all the time mm-hmm. is like, "Oh, what did?" It's usually with kids. Yeah. But he's like, "Um, my Walter, he just did the funniest thing. He did the funniest that. What was it? What was it again?" And they just pan over to to, to Becky, yeah. and she's just like rolling her eyes and eating like some chicken salad or something. It's just so she doesn't say anything. No, there's a lot of her it's, watching TV. Yeah. While Annie is talking. Just mm-hmm. like yeah, looking exactly. blankly. She'll like look uh-huh. off camera for a little bit, <laughs> just staring. And, yep. and you know what's going through her mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's she, so, she, so good. It, it's so interesting because um, the whole, like a bunch of the movie, um, Annie is trying to convince everybody else that she loves Walter so much. Yeah. You know, she's like, I just love it. It is magical. It is awesome. Yep. He's an athlete. <laughs> He's right. such a great right. athlete. <laughs> He's such right, right? Yep. Um Yep. Yep. Uh hey yeah, dude, that's good. What, okay, real quick, when they were talking at um like doing that that little office meeting. Yeah. Um it, it's just a great like who is that dude? Mm-hmm. Uh they're around that table and one of the guys that, you know, he talks about it's it's easier to get hit by lightning than find a man after 40 or whatever yeah they bring or get that, married they, after 40. they bring that back that feels very 90s that that line yep. to me like yeah okay we get it, it does all right that, yeah okay yeah. so one of those guys okay so that guy is um we we have to like celebrate somebody who is in another movie that we love okay and is also just kind of like oh yeah that uh-huh. dude um his name is tom mcgowan he's he's keith and he was also in family man <laughs> what is he in Family Man? Uh, he's in Family Man. They're at a uh, the Christmas party, and he's yeah. going under the knife tomorrow. So I thought I'd beat up all the chicken wings tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, chicken wings, dude, from Family Man. <laughs> there he is. Love so it. So that made me happy. Yeah, Any I love Family Man that. connection. Yep. We'll take it. Are you going to – is that on your list? Family Man? Yeah. Uh we're gonna need to decide about stuff like that like i don't know because i love family man okay love it uh that that would be a hard sell for me but i'd be willing to listen to your evidence okay yeah absolutely and we're getting into this evidence evidence thing so i dig it (laughs) um let, let me so all of that to say building out characters and building out story i think part of that part of why it's such a genius movie is because the romance actually never happens. Mm-hmm, right. And so you yep. don't have to be bogged down with all that stuff we've seen before. Um, yep. And so I actually have this quote too from a New York Times review from 93. Oh, um, awesome. 
uh, th- this this writer ends it this way. Um, it knows that it couldn't possibly show us, at least for any length of time, a Sam and Annie together as fully in love as they are apart before they've met. That would have to be an mm-hmm. anti-climax. The movie, mm-hmm. in which pacing is all, stops on a dime. And so I wow. love the closing shot where you're left with that beautiful origin story, right? Yep. And then you don't have to see the mess <laughs> that comes yeah. after it. That's what makes it perfect. You're totally to right. Yeah. You're totally right. I heard somebody say um, that, like, thinking about think, like thinking about what the writing meeting mm-hmm. was like, one of the meetings was like, um, what if we wrote a romantic comedy that yeah. the last line in the movie is nice to meet you? Mm. There you go. And I was like, they did it. Yep, they did it. Genius. It's great. And that that's why it stands out to me as perfect above other romantic comedies even. So. Yep. Okay. Awesome. We're running out of time, so let's do exhibit D. <laughs> Five minutes, I think. Okay, exhibit D. I'll make it real quick, but it's super deep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love the father-son. So I love the depth of... Yeah. Uh, grief in this movie Mm -hmm. and then i love jonah and i love uh sam and jonah together definitely arguments hilarious brushing their teeth yep hilarious like and it's so it's a really good performance by that kid i don't know it's a really good performance but it's another element yeah how many romantic comedies have a kid in it as one of the main leads maybe maybe more than i think i don't know i i don't know i don't i don't not like to Jerry not to Maguire this extent, right? Had, oh, Jerry Maguire, that, that kid. kid. Yep, I like him. The human had to weigh eight pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. Those glasses. Oh, I love that yep. kid. Um, so good. But he doesn't have. He he doesn't have a quarter of the screen time that Jonah does. Mm-mm. Right. Mm-hmm. He Jonah is a main character. He he's the one who sets them up almost. Right. He's got he, that he like the whole, he's the matchmaker in the movie. Yeah, right? that's true. Yep. So Rosie O'Donnell's character sends the letter in without Annie's permission, but yep. then um, Jonah and Jessica together write the letter back. So they don't even. So the leads don't ever even communicate. It's somebody <laughs> yeah, else right. that's setting them up. They that's don't even crazy. set up the meeting. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so they put no effort, right, into it. Yeah. Um. That's unbelievable. They take the elevator up, yeah. Yeah, there's a minor, minor plot hole. Okay. It's not minor, it's major. Mm-hmm. No, it's minor. Um, is, like, that she reads that letter and thinks it's Sam. Okay, yeah. Like, I think that's my biggest know, problem like, with the movie. Yep. I think you're neat. Yep. You know? Like, the, her reading that letter, I think... She already heard his voice and already heard, like, the eloquent way that he spoke about his... Exactly. His, uh, his you're right. wife. Yep. Um, I think she'd be like, what is this? So I think in a, a movie that, that actually, in every other scene like that, yeah. it's written well. Where, uh-huh. like, I, I think of one thing where the, Rosie O'Donnell is making a big deal of fate. And she says, like, you said the same thing from uh, An Affair to Remember, right? Oh, yeah. And then Annie yep. counters that with, no, we just watched this movie a lot. Like that's good writing, mm. right? No, it's it's yes. just because yep. we we watch the movie a lot. It's not that, 
yep. that that's that part where she reads the letter seems a little bit off because they could mm-hmm. say something like, well, actually, but maybe Jonah wrote it. Even right. even something where they acknowledge yeah. that, you're right, I don't quite buy it. So what does that do with the fact that we think this movie's perfect? I don't know. If we're if we're picking holes, I still I nah. still think the whole of the movie is perfect, but I I, yeah. I, I kind of bumped on that a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's dude, it, it's it's just a fun little thing of like <laughs> that part's a little 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 strange. Um but um yeah, so I love Jonah in this movie. I mm-hmm. love the father son. I love them grieving together. We already mentioned that. Yeah. Um and also our Lily is now 8. So right. like he's 8 in the movie. I didn't think of that. Like dude, Aaron, like we were watching this and mm-hmm. like he's in like when he carries him upstairs. Yep. He's sweaty. You know, like yes. just that that sweat like that carrying your sweaty kid who's been sleeping and is like heavy and hot. Yep. Like is such like as a parent now, mm-hmm. especially of an eight-year-old, yep. it's so tangible. Like you can feel that, and then you're imagining the gravity of, and what if Aaron wasn't here? Mm. You yeah. know. Yep. Yeah, I think if that if that relationship, the father-son relationship, and the two actors and how well they do wasn't fleshed out as well, you wouldn't mm-hmm. feel those other scenes as those wouldn't hit as hard. Yeah, like the scene with him and Maggie, the scene, the scene with him going away to be away with Victoria for a weekend, and how upset Joan is about that. Yeah, like those land so hard because of the relationship that's been set up. I I also love his his little his parenting. Like he's trying mm-hmm. to be like a cool parent, yeah, and let them hang out by themselves in that uh-huh. weird egg thing. <laughs> he's up like, that you chair. Know, and uh, we should, you know, I should actually leave the door open. Yeah, he opens the door a crack. Oh, I love yep. that. It's a great little nod to like, yeah, I'm like, I, I need to have some some authority here. Yeah, I'm not like, quite he, that yeah. relaxed about what's happening right, right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he tried to be. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know what? Nope. On second thought, I'm going to leave the door open. Yep. <laughs> Especially because you eight. <laughs> It yeah. just says so much about his parenting and how much he cares yep. and that little the lines that he part, draws. Like that's, I love how a tiny part can explain so much. Yep, definitely. Yep, I love it. Hmm. Okay, so let me let me go through our exhibits real quick as a closing okay. argument. So exhibit A was the apple and all that awesome. it represents. <laughs> so good. Exhibit B was their willingness to go into the depth of pain. Mm. Um, in Tom yeah. Hanks's character, especially, Exhibit C um, was the final scene in the crazy chemistry that Sam and Annie have, yeah. and then Exhibit D is the chemistry that Jonah and Sam have, right? Like that relationship yeah. and how it's fleshed out. Um, so there writing. you go. There is our. We present to you, listener, our case mm-hmm. for Sleepless in Seattle being a perfect movie. Now. Now it's in your hands, listener. Um, wow. You can vote. You can let us know whether or not you can you agree with us. So the best way is we're about to put an Insta poll up on our Instagram feed. That's a Perfect Movie Podcast on Instagram, and you can vote there. But there's other ways too. You can go to our Twitter. That's Perfect. Oh, sorry, Perf Movie Pod on Twitter, and you can just direct message us and let us know if you think yes or no. Sleepless in Seattle would work. 
Um, you can go to our Facebook. We're going to put a post here um, about this particular episode where you can vote yes or no. Um, you could even send us an email, perfectmoviepodcast at gmail.com, and let us know yes or no to Sleepless in Seattle, and we'll reveal in a couple weeks the results. I can't wait for that. Sweet. Super fun, dude. Um, well, we should head over to some listener feedback and close this thing up. All right, let's do it. Hello, Diane. It's me, Rob Reiner, looking at swatches. For some reason, I'm obsessed with swatches. And I think that scene was probably ad-libbed. Also, I directed A Few Good Men and Spinal Tap, which might be perfect movies. Who knows? Anyways, this is listener feedback. Awesome. Okay. So, uh, two things we forgot to do. Yes. Or sections that we want to have, and we're just we're just getting used to this whole thing. Yeah. Woulda, coulda, shouldas. Yeah, where we talk about, like, possible other casting. Yep. So, would this movie have been better had it been who Gary Foster, the producer, originally wanted? Yeah. Which was a real couple from real life that had just starred in inner space. Oh, Martin Dennis Short. Wade. Just kidding. <laughs> Martin Short is the unsuspecting cash register guy or whatever. Host. No, uh, yeah. De- host. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dennis Quaid and yeah. Ryan. Man, I really like Dennis Quaid. And let me tell you something. Yep. He's aged well. Yeah. Dude, killing it in another potential perfect movie, Day After Damari. <laughs> now he's in a lot of dog movies. There's yeah, a lot and of the, commercials. Yeah, dog movies. Like, what's what's with him and dogs? But I do know he's hmm. a silver fox, very handsome. He's aged well. I want to look like Dennis Quaid when I grow up. <laughs> Good job, guy. Um, woulda, coulda, shoulda. The movie had been better with Kim Basinger or Julia Roberts. No. No. There's no way. Meg I mean, Ryan. Meg Ryan is this role. She. Yep. She's like, I haven't always been a Meg Ryan fan. Here's something weird. I prefer her with long hair. 100% Aaron and I said the same thing. Wow. When, when she, like, this whole movie, she looks, incre- like, gorgeous, great, yeah. I don't a lot think, of other ones, she has kind of, like, the pixie cut. Right, and I think that's called. kind of the Meg Ryan image that most people think of, the pixie cut. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. She even has a bob, I think, in some some stuff. But mm. what she's able to do with that those long locks in this movie... <laughs> Sometimes they're up. It, 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 when she's like messy, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and frazzled, yeah. she's able to do that more with the long hair. So, I don't know. Uh, there's no way. Looks, Kim Basinger, yep. yeah, right. Too, that would have been too, like, sexy. Exactly. She's you too know what put I mean? together. I agree. Right. Yep. This is more uh, every, what was it? The girl girl on the corner. What? <laughs> girl girl the next corner. door. <laughs> girl next door. Very different. Sorry. Not girl um, on the corner. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. All right. Yeah. I was thinking shop around the corner. Right. From, yeah. You know, you've got mail. Yeah. And then I combined the two badly. Mm-hmm. Jodie Foster, Nicole Kidman, or Demi Moore. Nah. Nicole Kidman? Shut up. That's the terrible idea. Mm-hmm. Give me a break. That's like an accent. <laughs> Australia. She wouldn't have been able to play this with an Australian accent. Right. They'd have to get a bigger map. Like, you thought Baltimore <laughs> was far far away? <laughs> like, um, Yeah. Sweet. Did so you, there's you, some. Uh, was there another section you wanted to do quick? Gleaned off your phone. Oh yeah, gleaned off your phone. These are little factoids that Anthony found on his phone. 
Right. So we're we're gonna we're gonna organize we're gonna continue to organize. Yeah. Um. Just a couple things that I thought were amazing. First yeah. of all, yep. The soup Nazi is mentioned in this movie. I caught that. I yes. was gonna ask you. So, do you think they're talking about the soup Nazi? Dude, this. Yep. That like. It was corroborated when I saw it in some rumors online, but we thought that same thing. Like, a, like there's a guy and he makes this amazing soup, but he's a real jerk. Yeah, they're brainstorming uh, yep. kind of personal interest articles for the newspaper. Yes. And one of them, yep. they're talking about the soup Nazi. Yep. Wow. Uh, and fascinating to see that it was actually before Seinfeld. Right. I don't think so, they would have been able uh, to make that reference without after Seinfeld. Like, because they yep. pass it off so flippantly. Totally. And because it's based on Love a real it. thing, right? Seinfeld went to that mm-hmm. place. Right. <laughs> and Larry David used to go to that soup place where yeah. the guy was so mean. <laughs> right. But it was great soup. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Uh, okay, two other things that mm-hmm. Aaron and I just noticed. Yeah. Uh, he's wearing a silk shirt on that date. <laughs> <laughs> and instant... 90s bro like how many <laughs> dumb silk shirts tucked into jeans did we wear to like concerts and you know like home well maybe probably wore dress pants for homecoming but silk silk shirts though silk shirts for sure tucked in tight i used to have one that i called my yep. mint chocolate chip shirt <laughs> oh my god it was green and it had little little tiny black rectangles all over it and all, all in like mm. haphazard, you know? Yep. And it looked like a bowl Amazing. of mint chocolate chip ice cream. And I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, I look good. I'm going to look- homecoming in this thing. Oh, man. I, I'm, I'm going to be homecoming king in this. <laughs> like, no doubt. Um, did you have silk sheets and then, on your bed? I think I did in, in high school. <laughs> I mean, that is like so messed up. Like, like, like I remember Jerry Seinfeld talking because... Kramer was trying silk boxers. Right. And Jerry was like, mm, this doesn't feel right. Like, I feel too fancy or something. <laughs> well, if you went to bed with your silk boxers and silk shirt on in your silk sheet bed, you'd be slipping all over the place. <laughs> Especially in my water bed, dude. Oh, I forgot about that. You had a water bed. Oh, disgusting. Um. Okay, the last thing that Aaron and I noticed yeah. uh, was... Everybody has to find this. It it blew our minds. Aaron okay. found it. I got to give her all the credit. Oh, you texted there's a, me this. There's a, yeah. Is that there's a box of chocolate when they go to find China? They're registering, out, right? Know, Annie and uh, Walter are registering. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, eight plus settings too few, twelve too many, mm-hmm. ten perfect number. We've always quoted that as well. Um, there's a box of chocolate and there's a silhouette uh-huh. of a man and a woman on that, and it's the silhouette of. Uh, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Right. From like cover art on some of these, like on the DVD, mm-hmm. I think, is yeah. them kind of like looking at each other and her long hair, bring that back again, yep. is like yep. flying back from her head like she's in some windy tunnel. Right. Oh no. Or it's also that picture where they're she's in Baltimore and he's in Seattle and they're looking mm. at each other from far away. Yeah. But you're, wow. uh, you, when you text me that, I recognize immediately it's those two headshot silhouettes on that box yeah. heart of chocolates, heart box. Yeah. And Walter and Annie walk right past it. Wow. So that's that was a cool little detail. Just one of those fun things. Yeah, good I catch. stuff like that. Yeah, me good too. Good job, Aaron. Um, Sleep in Seattle. 
I think it's a perfect movie. Yep, me too. We'll see what the listener thinks, but oh man, it's so great. Okay, let's do some yep. listener feedback. Um, great. Uh, so this doesn't necessarily have to do with the movie, which because that makes sense, right? We haven't released this episode yet. So any right. people can write in any movie-related question or any question at all they have for us, and we'll respond to it. You can go to our Insta, our website, Facebook, Twitter, email. But um, this is pulling back a little bit. Sandy asked us, what do we think about this Home Alone reboot news? Mm. So Disney Plus, the new streaming service, right? Coming out in yep. November. Puts out this list of things that they're working on. And all they did was write they're working on a Home Alone... I don't even know if they use the word reboot. A, home, mm. a new Home Alone movie. Yep. Okay, so... We talked about this. We texted about who who did this? Krause, Chad. Was this our or Chad? Okay, yeah. yeah. So it's either Chad or Krause. Right. Uh, texted this to everybody, and my first reaction was like horrid. Yeah. Because <laughs> Home Alone one and two, perfect movies. Canon. Yep. <laughs> Canon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then three and four are never to be watched. Right, like Chad refuses ever. Well, yeah. I think I have seen three, actually. So three three I watched with Jessica's little sisters one time. Just the okay. worst. Four yeah. is like, I think the parents get a divorce or something. I don't want it. I don't, oh. I don't want that part of the universe. Is it still the McAllisters? Yeah. Then okay, the, so he's... The fifth okay. one was like direct to ABC Family, and it was like about a ghost. I could mm. be wrong about this. It was like Home Alone, Haunted House or something. It was... Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. So, here's my thing. They've already messed it yeah. up. They've already screwed it up. Right. Home Alone 3, 4, and 5, so dumb and so stupid. Yep. That has not ruined my enjoyment of the first two. Right. And so, if they make another one and it's terrible, shrug. Who cares? Right. It just goes yep. into the trash bin with three, four, and five. Right. If they make it and it's good, uh huh. It's a win also. Yep. So I don't mind this news. Okay. So what I texted to the group was if they get John Williams. Impossible. Why not? <laughs> There's no way he's gonna do well, a home alone. I can't believe he did the first two. He must have been tricked or cajoled into that. <laughs> like, he wrote a score and he, then the movie comes out and he's like, that was the movie I did. It's about a kid and some robbers. <laughs> Usually I do space operas. Right. Okay, so I go back to, though, if they have John Williams. Yes. And then I thought your idea on that was if they get, if it's like uh, Kevin McAllister's kids. Right. And Macaulay Culkin is in it. Yes. That, like, like that works could for be, me. And, yep. Now I don't know how they do that either. He's a mess. Right. Maybe right. maybe that's a part of the plot. He has to go. <laughs> he has to go to drug rehabilitation and leaves his and children you're... at home alone. <laughs> okay, that is awesome. Um, that is awesome. And John Williams is underneath the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, what I what I want is them to do a very similar thing to what they're doing with this Terminator movie that's coming out in November, which is they just say, 
Terminator 3 and on didn't happen. Okay. We, we are going to pretend that only Terminator and T2 exist. And we're going to make a direct sequel off of those movies. Awesome. So yep. that sounds great to me. Um, yep. I always, in my young boyhood years, wanted a, wanted a good Home Alone 3. Yep. Like a, a trilogy. It would have been awesome as a trilogy. Yep. Still could be. He goes international, right? Starts at yep. his house, he goes to New York, and then it's Paris or something. Yeah. Um he sees he sees Les Incompetents on like a sign somewhere. It's like a restaurant. <laughs> he goes to a restaurant called Les Incompetents. <laughs> That's great. Um now the problem is Macaulay Culkin is an old man at this point, and so Right, a pure so trilogy doesn't that's why work. It's got to be his kids. I want him in it. What if they do a like Princess Leia thing? Right, they dig- completely digitized. <laughs> oh no! The first child actor movie, like made off of cut scenes and digitized. <laughs> no, I mean like Grand Moff Tarkin. Right, he, mostly he's looking right, into yeah, a yeah. reflection. Then he turns yep. around, and he's like, "Oh no, I didn't want to see." No, don't do that. Full face, Macaulay don't do that. Culkin. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm curious to see what... I mean, Disney's putting so much money into this Disney Plus streaming service mm-hmm. where that movie will be. Or maybe it'll be a series. Who knows? They just said so little about it and people freaked out. Okay. I think we wait and see. They need that house, too. They need that house. Mm-hmm. The house, the music. Yeah. A generation of Culkin. Hey, this reminds me, dude... <laughs> Something we talked about in a Gomer episode way long ago and never followed up on. Yeah. And we may have gotten some flack about that. Yeah. Was my revelation between Die Hard right. and another Christmas movie. And that is that the wife in Die Hard um, is Macaulay Culkin's aunt. What? Yep. So, like... uh. Uh, you know, you know who I'm talking about. No, you mean she? She played. She played in Parenthood. Okay. Um, the okay. Uh, oh I, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, well, I'm, well, you mean actual Gennaro? What's her first name in real life? Holly Gennaro. Holly Gennaro is in Home Alone. She's not in Home Alone. In real life, her oh. nephew is Macaulay Culkin. So no she's way. Macaulay Culkin's dad's brother, sister. Wow. Sister, yeah. I don't even remember that. It's been so long. So it's blowing my no, mind I, all I over just, again. I saw that in in uh something that I was like looking up movie stuff. I see. And I was like our two favorite Christmas movies. So Holly Gennaro is Kevin McAllister's aunt. Yep. We did it. End the podcast. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we did it. Get out those futuristic guitars and outfits. <laughs> <laughs> Everything after that revelation, the world is now good. Yeah. All right. Well, um, if you have a question for us, listener, movie related or anything else, you can contact us in a lot of ways. You can go to our website, twogomers.com. You can find us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash perfectmoviepodcast. Follow us on Instagram. That's perfectmoviepodcast. Send us an email, perfectmoviepodcast at gmail.com. And then here's where it's a little different. Our Twitter handle is perfmoviepod. Somebody else said, oh no, perfectmoviepodcast was too long. So I had to do perfmoviepod right. on Twitter. 
Um, and we would love if you would leave us feedback on iTunes right now. Head there right now. It's yes. the most important time to do that. Leave us a review. Write us a review. Um, we want to uh, make sure iTunes know we exist and other people know we're out there with Perfect Movie Podcast. Just want to say a couple thank yous to Jason for all of our graphics, to Jeff for our music, and Adam, our webmaster, we want to tell you guys thank you. Hey, check out 10 Years of the Gomers. You can find us two gomers run for their lives on iTunes. Our suggestion is to start with the 10-year anniversary episodes and then go back and listen from Season 1, Episode 1, if you like us that much to spend that much time listening to 10 years of content from the Gomers. But if you start with the with the 10th anniversary, you'll get a real taste. Exactly. You'll know if you like We're it or not. We're proud of those. Yeah. If you listen yep. to those 10 years and 10 year anniversary episodes, which are pretty close to the top of the feed. Yep. Sweet, dude. Well, great wow. episode. Super fun. Yep. Uh, I cannot wait to hear what people have to say. Yep. Uh, and also to get into our next movie. Who knows what will be next? Who knows? Could be animated. Could be action-packed. Could be drama. I don't know. It could be Robin Hood Men in Tights. <laughs> it could Dennis, be Total Recall. Dennis the Menace. <laughs> Last Action Hero. Cliffhanger. We should just do all 1993 movies. Okay. We, we've we got the time. Wait, no, we don't. What? No. I, I actually... I, yeah, that let would, me not. Yeah. 1993, though, dude, that was amazing for movies. I just yep. feel like I spent most of that summer in the theater. Agreed. Agreed. Awesome, dude. Well... Good app. Good app. Fun times. <laughs> Have a great week. Go watch Sleeps in Seattle. Is, this, is there something we is this end a with? Hang up. <laughs> no, you hang up. <laughs> we got to think of a thing to say though at the end. Yeah. Happy viewing. Ill. Go watch whatever movie we just did. Go watch Sleeps in Have. Seattle. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on Perfect Movie. I could just say that. Yeah, thanks for joining us on Perfect Movie, and have a great week. All right, I'll say that. Thanks for joining us in our quest to find the perfect movie. Have a great week.